Well, thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are together and we're excited to spend this day with you and this session. And today we're going to be unpacking kind of a hard word, but jealousy. Woo! I feel like the weightiness on that one. Yes. And, uh, you know, jealousy, when you strip it back, it's very, it's actually hard to say (laughs) even I'm jealous. It just is such a harsh word, but it actually is a harsh spirit. It's harsh when it gets into your spirit. And what is jealousy? And when we look at the temptation of jealousy, we often look at what we've been talking a lot about loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jealousy gets into the heart. And what jealousy says is God, you owe me. I'm going to say that again. It says, God, you owe me. That is the heart of jealousy. And that is where it starts. It is this feeling of entitlement that God owes you something, has withheld something from you. And that is where jealousy festers and grows. And we're going to talk about this and unpack it. And I know being very authentic, I don't even like to say this, but that would be the temptation. If the enemy was to give me bait, it would be in jealousy. And that's even hard for me to say, even as we were talking, like just having a brief ch- like chat before the conversation that we're going to have on this podcast, I was saying, I don't even like to say that I'm jealous because it sounds so yucky because it is so yucky. But what are your thoughts on that, Lori, as we just unpack jealousy together? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because when you say that phrase, you know, jealousy says God owes me. I think our first instinct is to sort of reject that idea. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's no. I don't feel like God owes me. I'm just I wish I had what somebody else has or I look at a situation or I look at a circumstance and I see it with like eyes of like, oh, that would be so nice. It's not, I don't believe God owes me, but if you really strip it back and you, you get to the deep, deep intention behind just that sort of forefront view of when jealousy gets exposed, when it shows up in our life, that is at the root of it. It's at the root that they have something that I want and God, why haven't you given that to mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it works its way. If you go back to the heart intention, the root of it, it comes back to that every single time. And so it is very, very fascinating. You know, the other thing that's so interesting about jealousy is that I would not say that either of us, Rhonda, you or myself, really like navigate our lives as jealous people, as much as, as much as we can recognize jealousy in our life, like, you know, you, you meet like the jealous girlfriend, you know, who's mm-hmm. like possessive and da, 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 da. Like I've never, it's never really shown up like that. Oh, I'm jealous of, you know, somebody's promotion. I'm jealous of this. I'm jealous of that. It doesn't really show up like directed specifically towards a person per se, but that's, I think what we believe jealousy is, but I think jealousy actually runs much, much, much deeper than that. I remember a few years back, I was doing a ministry session and um, one of the, the, as they had taken some time to pray, they had actually asked me, do you struggle with jealousy? And I was like, oh no, I really don't. Like I, I, I don't, I never feel jealous and I don't struggle with jealousy and I don't, because again, I was thinking about jealousy through this lens of like, am I jealous of other people, of mm. what other people have or do or da, 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 da. No, I, I don't struggle with that. And we moved on and they said, okay, no problem. They moved on. Well, <laughs> right after the ministry session, it, I mean, it definitely like, I, I thought about what they had asked and it, I guess it kind of stayed with me. And so for the next probably week or two weeks, 
all of a sudden I heard in my language again and again, like every day, like sometimes more than one time a day, I would say things like, um, oh, I'm so jealous that you, and I would just, now it would be kind of in jest, a little bit joking, right? Like I'd be like, oh, you're going on vacation. Oh, I'm so jealous. Or, you know, you're, you know, you've got this or you're getting a sub for dinner. Oh, I'm so jealous. I mean, even (laughs) dumb things, right? Like, and I would kind of say it in like a fun, like a way to be like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, I love that. And I realized, oh my goodness, like I have this language as sort of a part of it. And I, I started to just think about that a little bit more and wonder, maybe there is some jealousy that sort of shows up, but it doesn't look the way that I thought that it did. And isn't that the way with all sin? That it doesn't show up the way we thought that it would. And it sort of deceives us when we're in it. It's like mm. we can't even recognize so good. that we're doing it because it shows up in a way that we don't expect. So I would say, I've never been the jealous girlfriend. I've never been, you know, overly possessive about things. I've never, right? So I'm not a jealous person. No, I do have jealousy and it does show up and it looks unique to me in the way that I'm wired, but it's there and it shows up. And I can actually deceive myself into believing I have it. So I think that's a great sort of base to start this conversation with. Because again, even you as you're listening, you might be like, oh yeah, like I don't struggle with jealousy. That's not one. And and we're not trying to put that on you to say that you do. But what I want you to do as we have this conversation today is just think a little bit differently about it. And are there spaces and places in your life where, where there is this tiny tiny seed of like, God, like, why haven't you done this for me? Mm. Like, what are those prayers? What are those deep, deep desires? Like, God, why haven't you? And then finish the end of that sentence. There might be some roots of jealousy. And so I love that we're leaning into this today because it really is all for the power of a confession for the power of healing for the power of redemption to come it's and and to just bring ownership and just to bring to the light the things that are sort of stirring even seeds even if it is just in seed form we want to bring that up to the surface it's so true i love some of the truths you just shared there Lori. because you know when we think of even just think of sin we actually define our own sin so even you saying that, like jealousy, absolutely, that's how I would have thought of it because I don't feel like that either. Like I don't feel like I'm a jealous girlfriend or like in the sense of... Or like a jealous friend. friend of, of my my friends that are girls. Like I don't feel jealous of like if they're friends with someone else, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I don't feel like that. I feel so happy if someone else is blessed and their dream comes true. I don't carry that like harbor like oh, I'm so jealous and I feel like I don't even want to be around them. No, I, I don't feel that because I've defined jealousy that way, but the actual root of jealousy is God, you owe me. And what does that mean when you strip it all back is God has withheld something from me. And you know, my scripture, my life scripture, I keep going back. You know, when you first get a life scripture for me, when I got this life scripture, I'm like, oh wow, this is so amazing. Like it's just, (laughs) God's building me up with this scripture actually. And he's he's, going to give me so much (laughs) blessing. He's actually revealing what he's going to do in my life, my life through a scripture. And my, my life scripture is Psalm 84, 11. And uh, it just says this, for the Lord, God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. The Lord, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
And I have struggled, if I was to be very honest, in my life with feeling personally that God has withheld some dreams of my life. I have. If I look back at the trace of my struggle and the tensions and the roadblocks I've had in spiritual growth, in spiritual intimacy, not growth, spiritual intimacy with God, it would come back to the fact that I feel like God has withheld something. And it's been painful. Those things have been painful. It's from the littlest to the deepest, from calling to things as simple as like a dream of living in the country, for example, feels like doors have closed in those areas or even how God has maneuvered calling questions or what that looked like. I literally would struggle with God you're withholding. Now would I have said God was withholding? No, but when I take it right back, yes, I felt like God was giving it to some others, but not to me, but not realizing no good thing does he withhold but we've got to trust. It's a trust factor. It's a trust journey with God and a laying down and dying to self. What am I, what do I feel God owes me? He's given me everything, but what I'm putting up in front of God is like, you owe me to make me happy for me to feel content for me to feel, you know, for some, I'm, I'm following you. You owe me these things. These are my dreams. You gave me these dreams. You owe me. Well, actually God doesn't owe me anything. He's given me everything. And I am, I know I've said the scripture before, but I'm bought with a price. My life is not my own. I'm here on a mission. God has on the other side, the fullness of everything I could ever dream or imagine. But you know, he also has that here, but it's not in what I'm necessarily going to see. It's not necessarily in what I'm going to picture. It's in who he is. It's in the abundance of who he is. I've got to get through that barrier of the temptation of my sin. That's my sin. That's not God withholding. That is my sin that I got to get through to get to intimacy with God. But recognizing when you look through, and I even look at now certain things that have, even this past month, there's a situation that kind of triggered this feeling like an angst, like, God, ah, you know, I've been waiting for that. Like, why isn't that happening? Like, I, I feel like I keep asking for this. We keep like setting this up, putting this out, and it just keeps closing that door. God. And I felt like God just say like, do you trust me? Or what if it's a no? Do you trust me? Like, what is it? Because my temptation is, God, you owe me. You owe me. That's the sin. That's the sin of my life that God's will is coming up against. It's not actually God withholding. God's will and his perfect intimacy and trust is coming up against my sin. That's sin. So I feel like that, even us talking about jealousy, it's, it goes much deeper than just what we see on the outside or even the emotion of what we feel or experience. Exactly. Which also sometimes makes it really hard to call out in our it's life because so it true. really is connected to something very, very deep. We've got to take that time with the Lord. We have to be able to sit in silence and solitude. We have to bring it to God and then let him speak to us about it because honestly on our own, yeah. we don't have a revelation of it and we constantly justify and we constantly deceive ourselves that that's not really what it is. So it's true, like all of that. And, and I love the journey that you're talking about because it is an invitation into intimacy with God. That's the point of all of it. And that sin blocks mm. that intimacy, that closeness that God desires to have with us. And it's also the space where all that provision is available for us, right? So it goes back to your word about the table. It's like, okay, we can come and we can take what we need, but there's a provision of deep intimacy when we linger there because that's where God's going to deal with the blocks, the yes, things that are in yes. the way of actually getting to the root of, you know, where we need that nourishment. So I love that. You know, just recently, like over these past couple of weeks, I had this really interesting 
you know, time with the Lord, you know, I, I had heard, and it's such a, it's such a random thing how God sort of does it. Well, I guess it's not really random to God, but it feels random to us. But yeah, I'd, I'd heard this story about a pastor who I don't even know, actually, like I've never met them. I don't know them. I know of them. I don't know them. And they were taking a new assignment to like another church somewhere in a warm climate, you know, a bigger church, a this and that, da, da, da. And I felt myself like thinking about this situation and thinking like, wow, that's so interesting. And, you know, a bit of their backstory is a little bit similar to even my backstory about like founding the church and this and that. And anyways, and I just thought, wow. And I found myself thinking about this and I felt this pang of jealousy. Like I actually felt like, oh, like that sounds so exciting to like get a new assignment and to move somewhere new and to start over and make new friends and maybe live in a warmer climate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like all of these, all of these sort of ideals. And I get like, it's, this is not a grass is greener on the other side. I get moving doesn't have, you know, and you bring your problems with you. And, you know, so I'm kind of having this conversation with the Lord in my prayer time. And I'm, I'm just, saying oh god numbers I was actually writing I was journaling and writing all of this I was saying I just felt this like pang of jealousy like it would be so exciting to get a new assignment to move somewhere to move to a new house to move my whole family what new opportunities would show up for my kids what you know now again I, I'm living in this like ideal realm my kids would be like oh I'm not moving like there's no way <laughs> they, they don't they don't want that at all that would not be exciting for them but it would be exciting for me. I love the idea of new. I love the idea of starting. I love the idea of just what could be. Even as I'm praying this and I'm saying this, you know, it's not that I'm unhappy where I am. It's not like I need to leave. It's not like I'm even avoiding something or trying to get away from something. It's not that at all. It's just this idea of something new. And that's right in my personality. It's why I like to start things. It's why I like to try things. There's always like an adventurous sort of spirit within me. So this idea as I, and I, as I was um, dwelling on this thought in my mind, right? I'm sort of dwelling in this, this jealous place, this place of like unreality to fill some sort of, you know, longing inside my heart. And I'm going on this journey with God. And I felt literally as I was sitting there and I, and when I was, when I was journaling this too, I was actually saying, God, I do repent. I like, I repent for being jealous. I know this is not of you. And I, I like speak to me. I want to hear what you have to say about this. I'm feeling this. I'm confessing this. I want to hear what you have to say about this. I felt like the Lord literally said to me, He said, you're longing for a new life. I am the giver of new life. Come to me. Seek me with all your heart. You're longing for the adventure of new life. I have new life for you every day. The provision you long for won't be found in geography. It won't be found in moving your family, moving your home, a new house, a new anything. I am the giver of new life. It's who I am. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Come to me. I will give you new life every single day. This is what I felt the Lord literally Mm. pour into my spirit. And I just like, I was taken aback. I sat on my couch, like, like just with my mouth open, like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. How we can get so caught up Mm. in the wrong thing when God is literally saying, 
linger with me. I have exactly what you need and more, and it will actually fill the deep longing of your soul. You think moving your house is going to fill the longing of your soul? It's not. That longing goes much deeper than physically moving or changing some part of your external life. It goes much deeper. You think changing your job, changing your friends, there's something much deeper that I have for you that I can give you that will fill exactly that space. Stop focusing on all of these external things out here. Now, does sometimes God move us? Yes, absolutely. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he is the giver of new life every day, every time, and it will actually fill. And so it was really such a beautiful time with the Lord of both repentance and the realization that whatever new life I desire that I need, whatever new adventure I want, I can find that in God. That's what he wants to give me every single day. And that was such a beautiful, beautiful realization and revelation that God gave me that day. Wow, Laura, I think that's the awakening moment today. Isn't that powerful? It is so powerful. Like I am pulling from that. Yeah. And that's a beautiful counter spirit. When you think of God, you owe me to be like, no, you, you, your life, what I'm feeling I'm lacking. You are, you are, it's not in the tangible things because jealousy actually is, it starts with very tangible things. Yes. Like it's a feeling, but it's usually about something you, you experience, you want or dream or things that you have. Like it can be material or it can be emotional. Exactly. But it's, it's like, it's tangible. It's something you think you want that you need that you don't have. Exactly. And what a beautiful opposite spirit to be like, no, I recognize that. But I love how you said that. It wasn't just recognizing like, okay, God, your life, but confessing, repenting and confessing. This is part of that key of transformation. It's being able, even today on the podcast, like we're confessing, this is part of our intentional, I mean, we don't confess everything, but this is a showing you, like confessing. Well, we confess everything. We have to confess <laughs> no, everything. I mean, not on the on podcast. The podcast. <laughs> That's, what <I> mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, that might be really awkward. But anyway, not appropriate, not appropriate. But definitely with somebody or before the, like some things are private for the Lord. Sometimes God's like, you need accountability in this area to bring this private for confession, repentance and then confession is bringing it to someone and be able to talk about it and say, I'm really struggling with this and I need, I need accountability and I want to confess it because I want to break this. That's the key to unlocking transformation because then we can walk in and fully enter into that life with God. But you can't just suppress that and be like, okay, God, I I acknowledge your life, your life. No, you need these pieces. And so that spirit of God, you owe me is a really hard one to say out loud, but it actually is the truth of what jealousy is and the robbing power of jealousy to code itself and to be like, oh, I'm not jealous because we see it framed this way when actually the jealous spirit is robbing us in so many ways because it's robbing us from intimacy with true life. And so thank you for sharing that real revelation. Like I am going to be pulling on that. That is so powerful. That's right. So I'm just going to read. I'll, I'll, let me just read the word that the Lord gave me. I love that. Um, in response to this time with him. And maybe it will speak to you. You know, if you're struggling with 
wanting something that you feel like you don't have, maybe something that God is withholding from you, maybe something that you long for or desire. Maybe it's something that you really believe with all of your heart that you need. Like you need this. Like it's not just a want. It's not like, oh, I want to, you know, move to a new place, but it's a genuine need. Like I, I need this from something, from someone that I'm not getting. Um, God can be the answer to that need. So as I just read this word, um, may it just fill your heart and your spirit today. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power has been made perfect in weakness. You are weak, but I have everything you need for abundant life in every area. Yield to me, rest in me, receive my healing, let it wash over you. You need to get rid of some things and make room for more of me. Let me sweep you clean. Let me go in and clean out everything that is not from me, everything you do not need. Don't be afraid. Although some of it may be painful, you have to trust that I am making all things new. You want a new life? I have new life for you. Will you trust me? Will you allow me to make everything new? I want to make new that which never can be taken from you. External change is temporal and it will never address the heart. Let me give you a new life from the inside. Don't look to the left or to the right. Keep your eyes fixed on me and I will lead you. I will do what you cannot do. You cannot be everything you desire, but if you fully surrender and lay it all down, I will take over and show you everything you need to do. I want to be so close to you that you're abiding completely in me and I in you. I love you and I'm with you. I created you for relationship with me and I put my spirit in you so that you could do things that were supernatural. Your flesh wants to run, to leave, but today that is not what I need from you. I need you to worship me. I need you to pray about everything. Never stop. I need you to walk with me and I'll show you the way of life. Every day I'm inviting you into something new, something you will never find apart from me. Every day I want you to see that I'm doing things in and through your life that would never be possible on your own. The new life you seek is only found in me. I want you. I want to do life with you. I want to give you new life every day. Keep your eyes fixed firmly on me. I have got you. Wow. Well, it's beautiful. Laura, that is so beautiful. I don't even know if there's anything to add to that today. That is so profound. It's beautiful. And we receive that. We receive those words of life. Thank you for ministering to us today. We receive that. We pull from that and we allow God to bring, to expose those areas of our hearts. And the beautiful thing, he he brings conviction and brings it to light so he can heal it and he can draw us close. And so we, we respond to that. We respond and repent of those areas that we have felt God was withholding from us and held jealousy in our spirits. We confess, we repent of jealous nature of our sin, and we come fully into that trust walk with God to trust that no good thing will he withhold because he loves us and he is a giver of life. He is the full giver of life. So we, yeah, beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love that Rhonda. No. And you know, I think, I think one other thing I just want to add to the conversation is just you know, sometimes we can be in a situation where like we feel like 
we haven't done something wrong. So like, what is it that we could come to God in a spirit of repentance for? Like, so for example, maybe, you know, you're in a relationship, a love, maybe you're in a loveless marriage. Like, let's say you're in a loveless marriage. Like, is it wrong to desire to be fully loved in your marriage for who you are? No, no, that's not the sinful place. But it's when we step outside of trusting God in that and trusting Mm. God as a source of love for us, that's where we can come to God in a place of repentance. So again, sometimes it can get really messy as we think about the things we desire and the things that we want because we think, oh, well, desiring this is not in and of itself sinful. It's not at Mm -hmm, all. mm -hmm. But if we're going on our own means to get those things, if we're trying in our own ways. And so for me, in this specific situation, it was like there's this desire for fresh and new life that I was looking for through another means other than God. Is the desire for new life in and of itself sin? No, but it's a recognition that I wasn't going to God Mm. as the source. And so again, in any, in any, and we do this again and again and again in a hundred different ways every single day, because it's our fleshly nature that desires to sort of be our own God and be our own ruler and make our own way for ourselves. So we have to constantly come under the submission of God and everything that we, with every desire that we have, it's not that the desire in and of itself is necessarily sinful, but it's that have we submitted that fully under Christ and are we looking to him for that provision? So that's, mm-hmm. I think, just the slight tweak because sometimes I know even for myself, like I don't even recognize something as being sinful per se or what do I have to repent for when I realize, oh, wait a second, this is a trust issue here. This is like I was looking for something somewhere else that God, you wanted to provide for me. You actually have already provided it for me. So it's from that place that I can come from, like genuinely a place of humility and repentance to say, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for how I have looked in other ways, in other places for that which you've already given me, God. I receive today new life from you. And so that I think that's just a good little shift that on how is to approach a great it. Shift. And that really is a prioritizing, isn't it? Because I love how, even as we're closing up, I love even how you've brought that up about it's not bad to dream. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Without a vision that people pair, like it's good to have vision and dreams and to map things out. That's exactly not what we're talking about. But it's what you're saying is when those things become the priority or we are now looking to that to fulfill Mm -hmm. where God's like, yes, I want to give you good things, but I want to be first and I'm going to do it my way. And what if it's a no? And what if it's a no? What if it's a no? What if it's a wait? Well, it's that's usually when we struggle. Yeah. Your country house is a wait, <laughs> Rhonda. It it's still a wait. It's still a wait. <laughs> right? But no, but I mean, I know. And I know that's like a lighter thing because it's not a need. Exactly. It's a desire. Exactly. But still, it's a, it's a true desire of your heart that you've had for a long time. And so, you know, I think all of us can can really identify with having to like just the wrestle of waiting and And holding it lightly holding yeah yeah so even those areas we feel and i think one of the indicators like even as you're just even talking we keep we're going on here because this actually just stirred up a thought of mine is that i think you kind of can know you don't you need the holy spirit to reveal so i'm just saying obviously everything we always have to say god this is the desire of my heart but i have to trust you i'm going to dream this but help me Help me not to hold so tight to this that I actually put as an idol that I put that above you. Help me, God, because I won't recognize it when it's happening. But these are my dreams. And he loves that. Just like in our very broken way as 
parents, I love when my kids talk about their dreams. They talk about all of their lives and what they dream of the future being. I love that. I love seeing that they have a vision for that, that they have passions and they have a, a picture of what they're looking for, or what we love to do. That's amazing. God loves that. But we've, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us because we can't, we don't know those fine lines. Like we're saying, we can recognize when it's like a certain way of jealousy or a certain temptation, but the enemy comes as a, an angel of light. He can coat our temptation that we're so deceitful in our own hearts, we don't even know. And then it could be coated. The enemy can co- even coat things that we could just take the bait too. Yes. Because we think, oh, it's good, but it may not be the right way to go. So yeah. those things are all working. That's yeah. why he's given us the Holy Spirit. That's we're not so left good. as orphans. He'll show us, but we need that to be our prayer. God, show me the way. Like, help me. However, another indicator is when all of a sudden an angst comes when something happens for somebody and your prayer is like you were talking about jealousy, you never recognize jealousy. When all of a sudden during the week you start saying, I'm so jealous for that. Even in your verbal communication, when you start to feel like, oh God, why don't, why does that happen for me? Or I've been or, praying for oh, that. this, yeah. whatever, right? What, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is, anything. Oh, can't believe that. Oh, like you're all of a sudden you're like recognize those things recognize what, what's it. happening and not the circumstance the circumstance is just the circumstance but what what is it your response it's indicator lights don't diminish it or be like oh it's just I, you know whatever no if you feel that about something go to the lord about it and be like hey god there's a root here of something and go right to it don't pretty it up. things are not going the way that i thought they would go and yeah. this is upsetting me so go there go there i love that get to the table don't take off the don't, don't take what you need sit down and yeah. work it out and i think it's the same thing with those desires like it's like i wonder if we actually spent time with god trying to get to the root of what's behind the desire itself like mm. so it's like you know if i just use your example it's so easy Rhonda, of the country property but like if you actually did some time with the lord to really understand like what is it that you're desiring about that not not the physical geography of the location and maybe even like a external serene you know landscape and all the not not physical what's like what's inside what's the longing of the soul space and i think it's like it's in that if we can connect to that Mm. i just wonder i wonder i wonder i wonder if there already is a provision from god for whatever it is that's at the soul longing of this external desire, right? But often we just keep it at the external desire. We just keep it there. So true. It's a little bit like for me about um, the switch on setting goals or having a discipline around who do I want to be as opposed to, okay, I want to be a healthy person. I want to, so I want to take care of my body. I want to eat right. I want to be a healthy person as opposed to, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm done. Now I can go back to being unhealthy. No, I want to be a healthy person. Like it's getting to something deeper Mm -hmm. than just like what's behind this sort of surface external. And I think this is in the same way. Like if we can take time and rest in that. So for me, it's like this desire for adventure, this desire for it's not about geography it's really not and so what does God want to reveal about who he is for us in the midst of that desire and I think honestly we can do that about anything and we'll find that God has what we need and then out of that place of abundance 
things externally start to fall into place mm-hmm. and and because and it never goes the other way because we can't actually fix the soul longing with external things we can't we can't we can sure change all the external environment we can change all our friends we can you know cut out every toxic person in our life we can change all our relationships but we don't change this what's on the inside of us doesn't change we bring that with us wherever we are so we'll just refocus that on something else so it really is to get to uh, to the underneath the underbelly of what is really going on what are those deeper desires and what does God have for us in that place so I think honestly this is this has turned out to be I didn't realize that we were going to kind of go into these depths but yeah this is a beautiful and powerful conversation and I really really encourage you if you're listening today and, and you can identify with some of these things that we're talking about take some time to just sit with God. Take some time with a journal and start writing out some of these things that you feel where you feel God's withheld from you, where you feel like you haven't seen what you have desired to see in your life. But then go to what's deeper under that, not just the external of what you haven't seen, but what is going on under the surface? What is that deeper desire? And ask God for the provision in that place and let him minister to you and let him speak to you and let him show you who he is in that place because I believe he has a special, special gift for you. Well, this has been profound for me. It really has been a beautiful time together and I'm, I'm taking away that beautiful reminder of him being the life of it's not external. God wants to take us right to an intimate place with him because he is all we need. He is actually so abundant in all that he brings from our spirit into our spirit that we can never ever equate to anything external he is it and so i'm taking that today and i'm going to the father's table and i encourage each of you go to the father's table don't just take what you need don't dash and don't dine and dash but sit and linger and let him go there let him go so he can truly breathe life into areas that are robbing you and stealing to destroy you and he wants to give you abundant life in him. And so you may be, be deeply encouraged today. Oh, so, so beautiful. And I know for some of you, you've been wandering around the mountain of your dreams, of your desires again and again and again, and they're unrealized, yet another year unrealized. And it's time to stop. It's time to turn. It's time to fix your eyes on Jesus. He does have a provision for you in the midst of that. So we encourage you, go to those places, go to those depths with the Lord in your own heart, in your own soul. Let him reveal who he is to you in a profound and a new way today. And we pray you have an incredible, incredible rest of your day.